Well, good morning, church. I hope that uh, you are having a great Sunday morning. And as always, it's such a privilege and an honor to be able to share with you um, around the message. And I'm excited for what God is doing in the life of our church. And I'm excited about um, the message this morning. And I just, I'm, I'm, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to have the chance to encourage you and to share with you this morning. And through this period of time and through this COVID season, um, for us over here in America, it's been such a blessing to uh, be able to still be involved and be connected into the church and through through sharing with in worship and and being able to, and given the opportunity to speak some messages, it's uh, really um, made the gap between uh, America and Australia feel a lot smaller. And so uh, I'm so thankful uh, for this time and I'm thankful for this moment that we get to uh, still be connected and still be involved in the life of our church. And if you if you're new this morning, if you just clicked on the link and you're just checking this out, welcome. Um, if you've never been to church before, we want you to know that Jesus loves you, that despite what you've heard and, and despite what you've been told, you are not too bad for Jesus. Um, there is nothing that can separate us from his love. And so I pray in my prayer this morning is that as you sit there, that you experience the love of Jesus and the peace and the hope and the grace that comes with knowing him. And, uh, and for the rest of the church, um, I'm just excited for what God has been speaking to us over the last couple of weeks. We've heard some great messages from, from Pam and from Graham and Ree and Steve. Um, and we're looking at the Beatitudes and we're looking at Matthew 5 and the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached to his disciples and to the people of that time. And when we look at the Beatitudes, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible message. It's an incredible message for that time and the people of that time, but it's an incredible message for us now, and it's an incredible message for, for, for us to apply to our lives in this moment. And I think it's important, and I love the fact that as a church we, we're diving into the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount, because I think it's so important for us as followers of Jesus in today's day and age to, to be reminded of the way that Jesus calls us to live. And be reminded of the way that he says, hey, you, you, I want you to be in the world, but I don't want you to be of it. You're not citizens of this world, you're citizens of heaven. And, and this is not your home. Your home is in, in heaven with the Father. But while you're here and, and while you're occupying the earth, this is how I've called you to live. And this is how I want you to live. You know, Jesus wants us to have the best life. And, and, and beatitude means to be blessed, prosperous, or abundant. And so as Jesus is preaching this message and as he's speaking to his people and the people of that time, he's saying, hey, I want you to have an abundant life. I want you to have a blessed life. And for you to do that, then this is how you're going to have access to that. These are the characteristics um, of a kingdom of, uh, of a citizen of heaven. These are the characteristics that you live with. And so you've got to understand that the people of that time, they were set in their ways. They, they, uh, you know, they were under the law and they had the Ten Commandments. And then Jesus shows up and he starts speaking and he says things like, you've heard it said, do not commit murder. But I tell you, uh, if, and if you've been angry at a brother or a sister, then you've committed murder in your heart. You've heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. And so these people, it would have challenged the people's attitude of the time. There would have been people that got to that moment and got to, the, to sitting down to listen to Jesus who would have thought that they were okay because they were told by the religious leaders and the people that they were watching 
that to the, the way to heaven or the way to the kingdom was to not do these things. Do not commit murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal the Ten Commandments. And here we have Jesus sitting down in front of them saying, hey, you think that the way to the kingdom, you think that the way to heaven and to my Father is just by keeping a list of don'ts and, and making sure that at the end of your time, you haven't done those things. Well, let me tell you this, that even if you've been angry in your heart, you've committed murder in your heart. And so he's flipping the script on these people and he's showing them a new way to live. And so I want us to open to Matthew chapter 5. And as I said, we've, we've gone through the first few Beatitudes with some incredible messages from the guys. But, but um, today and, and this morning, we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 7. And it is God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. I love the way the message puts it. I love the way that the message translation says this. It says, it says, you're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. I think it's important that at the start of this, we, we understand what the meaning of the word mercy is. When, when God says be merciful, when God says to have mercy, this is the kind of, this is what he means. And when he calls that out of us, this is what he's doing here. He's calling that out of us. He's saying, hey, I want you to be merciful. If you are to be citizens of heaven on this earth, then you are to show mercy. For you have been given mercy, therefore you show mercy and you will receive mercy. But the, the definition of that is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. You know, I love about Jesus, and, and I say this all the time, and I think I say it every time I speak, but the thing I love about Jesus is what he said to us and, what he, and how he told us to live, he showed us through action. Jesus wasn't just someone who spoke the words, he walked it out and he lived it out. And I think one of the greatest uh, displays of mercy and, and being merciful is when we look at the story in the Bible of the woman caught in the act of adultery. She was caught in the act of adultery and we find her and the scene is set that she is on the ground and she's in front of this group of people who have charged her with, with committing adultery and the, the punishment of that is death. And so they're all, they're all lying, they're all standing around and they're all ready to go and they're all ready to start throwing stones at her and, and because that's what she deserves. She did the punish, she did the crime, she deserves the punishment. And, and so, and then Jesus shows up and they kind of try and put Jesus on the spot and Jesus responds to them and he says, hey, those without sin cast the first stone. And as we see the people walk away and, and they leave one by one and it is left with just Jesus and this woman and, and Jesus shows mercy to this woman. Jesus is merciful towards her. And we see in that moment that mercy leads to a life changed. We see in that moment that mercy leads to a life saved. And, and, and she goes off and, and, she, and Jesus says to her, go and sin no more. And so her life is changed in that moment through, through the act of mercy that Jesus shows her. And this is what Jesus wants from us as the church. He wants us to be merciful. He wants us, uh, from, from his followers, he wants us to be merciful. And, um, you know, I think that the, the, the Beatitudes and, and everything about the Beatitudes are, are characteristics of the kingdom of heaven and how people that are citizens of heaven should live. And I always uh, I find it so funny that 
when uh, we, we go around and we do things with verses and uh, we get to a place and we get to a new spot or a new venue and it only really takes you know, a few seconds for one of us to open our mouths and start speaking and it's usually me because I'm the loud one but it only takes a few seconds for us uh, to, for people to realise that we're not from the same place they are that, uh, that our accents are different, that we sound different and so within moments when we get to a new place we're surrounded by people who, who want to know more about where we're from because we're different and, uh, and sometimes it's Sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's pretty annoying, but um, we've got some crackers before. Uh, I think one time I've been asked, uh, do we have real roads in Australia or uh, do we live in real houses in Australia or do we have electricity? One of the best ones I've got was how long does it take to drive from Australia to America? Uh, but no, but as soon as people find out that we are from a different place, they are drawn to that, they are attracted to that and they want to know more about uh, where we're from because we're different and as citizens of heaven in this world and as followers of Jesus in this world we have to be separated from the way the world acts we have to be different and so when we open our mouths and we start speaking people should see a difference in us they should hear a difference and the difference is that the world will tell you that when someone commits the crime they do the punishment now the things that I'm talking about is if someone wrongs you if someone does something against you, then the world will tell you that you need to make them pay, that they deserve to be punished. But Jesus is here saying, hey, be, show mercy. Be merciful and you will be shown mercy yourself. That's what he's calling out for us and that's what he wants us to do as, as his people is to show mercy to others. You know, it's, it's easy, I think, for me sometimes. The temptation is when I get to a place and I get to a new venue. The temptation is to fit in. The temptation is to put on an American accent and to just fit in because, you know, I know that as soon as people know that I'm different, as soon as people know that, uh, that I'm not from the same place they are, it's going to lead to a bunch of questions and it's going to lead to me spending a, a bunch of time trying to explain the fact that Australia does have real roads and we do have electricity in houses. But... Uh, so sometimes the temptation for me is just to fit in and just to, to be American because I, I, don't, I can't be bothered to explain myself and where I'm from. But I think that's the temptation for us too as Christians and as followers of Jesus. If we live out what Jesus has called us to live, we're going to be different. And that's going to, that's going to mean conversations. That's going to mean effort from us to explain to people and to show the love of Jesus to people. And sometimes that's hard. And the easy way is to the, the easy way is the way of the world. The easy way is to be angry. The easy way is to hold a grudge. The easy way is to show judgment. You know, the Lord says that narrow is the path to the kingdom. It's a hard journey. He doesn't promise us an easy life. He doesn't promise us that it's just going to be cruising. No, He says it's going to be hard. But this this way, the hard way, is the blessed way. It's the abundant way. It leads to a life of abundance. And and so I want to encourage you this morning with, with this is that if you find sometimes that you think it's easy to just fit in with the world and, and just fit in with the, the world around you and, and, you know, sound like them and, and act like them because then uh, people won't ask you questions and, and it won't take your time, then I want to encourage you and say that, no, we've been set apart, that Jesus has called us to be different. 
that we are citizens of heaven in this world and he wants us to walk around. He wants us to be in the world, but not be of the world. And he wants us to live the things that he's talking here. He wants us to go around and be merciful to people and show mercy to people. You know, the word mercy in the Bible, in the, in the King James Version of the Bible, is mentioned 276 times. So it's not just a little concept or a little word that he just threw in every now and then and just kind of thought, all right, I've said it now in, in the Sermon on the Mount. I've talked about being merciful and that's enough, so they should just grab it now. No, this is something that is very important. The Lord wants us to understand or to, to try and hold on to mercy and know that He has shown us mercy. He has given us grace and forgiveness. Therefore, we need to be people who show mercy. It's important to Him. And I love in, in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, we're going to just look at, at, at Micah 6. And, and the title of that passage is The Lord's Case Against Israel. So Israel had, had done the wrong thing and and the Lord in the first few verses was, was talking to Israel and saying, what have I done for you to treat me like this? I've been faithful. I've sent you Moses. I've, I've sent you all these people. And, and, continue, and you continue to do this to me. And we look in, in uh, verses uh, 6 and 7. And the, Lord, the people are responding to the Lord. The people, um, they hear the Lord is, is not happy and they're responding to the Lord. And they say this, they say in verse 6, What can we bring to the Lord? Shall we bring him burnt offerings? Shall we bow before God most high with offerings of yearling calves? Shall we offer him thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Shall we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? As if to think that, as if to think that they can, they can uh, do something or do do these things and bring these sacrifices and make themselves okay with God, and that will be okay because that's the time that they lived in. But Micah, and I love what Micah responds to them in verse eight, and he says this: He says, "No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what He requires of you: to do what is right." to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Other translations say to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. You see, these people thought that they could please God with their, with their stuff, with their offerings, with their yearling, with their calves. They even wanted to bring their firstborn children, but, the, but God is like, that's not what I want. I don't want those things. I want you as my people to act justly. I want you to love mercy. And I want you to walk humbly with God. This is how we're going to be separated from the world. This is how people are going to realize that we're different. Church, we need to be people that love mercy. We need to be people that show mercy to others. We need to be people that forgive. We need to be people that show grace. This is what Jesus has called us to do. This is the life that he has called us to live. This is the life that he has shown us through his own life to live. Now, I know that it's hard. I know that it's tough. I know that some people will struggle with showing mercy to people because it's so easy to just be angry. It's so easy to show judgment. And you might be sitting there this morning and you might be impacted by that and think, you know what, that is something that I struggle with, showing mercy to people, showing forgiveness to people when they have wronged me and they deserve punishment. 
I want to punish them. I want them to suffer, but but the Lord is calling the Lord is calling you to more. The Lord is calling you to to be more than that and to show mercy to those people and through that mercy they're going to experience the love of Jesus. Church as followers of Jesus, we know that we have received great mercy. We know what we deserved and we and, you, and we know what we've received instead. We've received great mercy. Therefore, we know what it is. And so we can go out there to the people of the world and show great mercy. And I promise you that as we do that, as we live these things out, as we live the way that Jesus has called us to live, He doesn't want our stuff. He doesn't want us to, check, to, to tick off a checklist and do this and do this, and then I'll be okay. No, He just wants us to love mercy. He wants us to act justly. He wants us to walk humbly. And people will see the difference in us. And so as we move into a little time of worship and, and prayer, if that's you this morning and you say, you know what, that is something that I've struggled with. I need to be more merciful to the people around me. I need to be more forgiving to the people around me. Then I'm going to pray and, and believe that in this moment that the Lord is just going to open your heart and He's going to pour compassion into your heart. He's going to pour mercy. He's going to pour forgiveness into your heart and that you will overflow to the world around you and that people will realize that you're different and that is going to lead to conversation where you can introduce them to the love of Jesus. Church, when we live the way that Jesus tells us to live, it is the most abundant life that we could imagine. It is the most blessed life that we could imagine and in the Beatitudes and in Matthew 5, that is what he's calling for us and that is what he's wanting for us to live in that way. Lord God, we come before you right now. And we thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. We thank you for the mercy that we have received from you. And Lord, as we, as we walk this life out and as we are citizens of heaven here on earth, may we be different. Lord God, may people look at us and experience your mercy through us, Jesus. May we be people that are merciful. May we be people that show forgiveness and show grace, even when we don't think people deserve it. Lord God, give us the courage to love mercy, to act justly and to walk humbly. Lord God, we love you, Jesus. We thank you for who you are. Walk with us this week, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, be blessed. Have a great week.